During my time here on Phoenix Radio, I've discovered a lot of really cool music from artists that I didn't even know existed. I think we have a pretty wide range of artists and music on our station, which I love. But one thing that I've never actually been able to do is play a song for the very first time. But I'm about to do that, and to help me, I have the incredible artist behind the song. Brisbane-based singer-songwriter Russell Hodgson. Thank you so much for being here, Russell. How are you? Very good, very good. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. How yeah, are you no doing? no worries at all. I'm good. It's, it's a pretty hot day. It is. It's been a hot that. week, actually. Yeah, yeah. Insane. Didn't crank the AC in the car. Yes. <laughs> yeah, same. Russell, first of all, your music is so good. Thank um, you. It seems like you've been doing this for quite a while. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been playing and writing. Well, my first instrument was guitar. And I started that when I was probably like 11, I think. So it's been about a decade of playing guitar and I always, you know, I always really liked music and uh, had a lot of years to play and stuff and sort of listen to different music, play different music and whatnot. Um, in terms of writing properly produced songs and stuff that, you know, you release or Yeah, you like play. full structured sort of yeah, songs. Full yeah, full structured songs. That's only probably about a year and a half, really. Wow. But I've, I've definitely, I've had experience with sort of, playing and stuff i actually used to be in a band and i did a lot of live performance and stuff and i've sort of done a lot of just music sort of stuff over the years yeah so i've definitely got that experience so it's not like i've just picked up a guitar and started singing and writing songs and stuff. <laughs> right, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's been a you know it has been a process it's been a long time sort of coming it's you know but aura is definitely the first time that i've properly written my own songs and put them out there so you didn't do any writing in like the previous band that you were in well, I, I, I did, but it was not sort of, I guess the difference was, is I had bandmates and we sort of this, had this collaborative effort. And we also, we worked with this producer as well, who did a lot of the sort of writing with us as well. So it was, it was kind of like I had maybe 20% of the contribution yep. and you know, we, that, cause there was a few of us, whereas now it's just me. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, in, in a sense, there's not as much room to hide as well because it's like you know you could with the band we could write a song and release it and be like oh yeah what do you think of that and if someone listened to it and say oh you know it's it's okay it's like oh well i only had 20 percent of that so it's you yeah know, yeah you, yeah okay but yeah. with this is like there's no room to hide it's like if you don't like that if you don't like my song that's 100 percent me it means you just don't like mm. my writing full stop yeah so it's like a little bit of i don't know it's a little bit scarier a bit daunting yeah. a little bit daunting yeah, but yeah yeah i love it so what did inspire you to pursue music there is one thing that I remember. I think I was about six years old. And in my household, we had this DVD of U2, the band U2. And yeah. it was U2 18 videos. And uh, I was always a big fan of U2 growing up. You know, one of those sort of rock bands that really got me into rock and yeah, all that. Yeah. And the last video on that DVD was U2 playing The Saints Are Coming with Green Day. And I remember just seeing Billy Joe Armstrong playing the guitar and singing stuff, I'm like, I would love to do that. And yep. I think that was that sort of starting moment or that point where I was like, this is something I want to do. And music became this thing that was just really interesting to me as not just something I'd listen to, but something that I would do and practice yeah, as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember that so clearly. That memory has never left me. Wow. Just that that feeling of awe in watching that. Yeah, that's you a know? pretty young age too, six. I think I was about six or seven because like, the DVD probably came out in like 2001 or something, yeah. but this was like 2007 or eight or something when I was watching it. So we pretty much have like U2 and Green Day to thank. I guess so. Wow. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, 
I don't even really listen to those bands anymore now. Not much. Yeah, yeah, I still, yeah. you know, I appreciate them. I love them. Great yes. bands. But they were just that launch pad for me. And that's yeah. so important, I think. You know? That's really cool. Yeah. This song that I'm going to play in just a few minutes, so it seems, it's part of a current project of yours called Aura. So what made you want to start Aura and how is this different from the other projects that you've been a part of? What was what I was doing prior to starting Aura, I was in a band and it was, I guess, like a metalcore band. Very wow. different sort of. Yeah, very different. Very different style to what I'm doing now. And I'd been in that band for about five years or something like that. And they were my friends. I'm still, I'm still friends with those guys. You know, we still hang out and stuff, but I've been doing that for a long time and it was great, great experience in performing and studio work and all that. But I eventually just got to this point where my interest, my engagement, my excitement about it was just fizzling away. And it, more importantly, I felt this sort of sense of being kind of boxed in and a little bit limited. And that, no disrespect to the band or anything. That's that was just purely something that I was dealing with. Yeah, and yeah. I had to deal with, and it was just I needed to do something else. And it was it was really hard because that that band had become like a family, and it was it was like my comfort zone. I was like really safe there. It was secure. I'd never gone off and done anything on my own before, and I was like, this could flop so hard, wow, or like, yeah. what if I can't do this? So it was really scary. But mm -hmm. I just had this situation. Where I was like, I don't think I can keep doing this anymore. So. I started Aura because I felt like I wanted to do 100% my own thing and something that really lights up my soul, you yeah, know, yeah. like lights me up and, and keeps me feeling inspired and excited. And I'm certainly getting that now. I feel very excited for what I'm doing. But that's that's basically how it started. It was like I felt this sense of like a calling to do it almost, not to sound dramatic, but it was like, you know, emotionally I was getting really, you know, down because of the situation i was like i really need to do something because i feel really just weighed down yes. and not in the right place no so good that, on you for making the leap That's, thank you i know yeah. how hard that is to like leave yeah. the comfort zone and but i think it's better to sort of pursue something that you really want to do than always be wondering like what could have been that's exactly right yeah. hey that's that's it you know because it could have been that i didn't do anything and 10 years later i'm like damn i wish i'd done that exactly regrets so yep. yeah Aura, is that, that's a solo project, right? It's not a stage name or anything like that. It's like a Tame Impala kind of. I, I always kind of think about that. I'm like, what What do I say about this? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like, I, I guess I didn't just want to use my name, Russell Hodson. So it's kind of like a stage name. Maybe like, I guess the closest I could compare it to is maybe like The Weeknd. Yes. You know, it has yep. one guy. It is a project, but it's also kind of like. I'd refer to myself as Aura in like a performance sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. If so that... it's like kind of a bit of both, maybe a stage name so. and a project. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I would say so. So do you do everything in this project, like instrument-wise, like yeah? Because there's a harmonica in the new song as well. <laughs> is that you as well? It is actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so it, it is all me. Yeah, I I write it and record all the parts and mix and master it and the. The harmonica, yeah, that was... <laughs> At the time I was writing So It Seems, I sort of put the tune together and stuff. And a big inspiration for it was like folk music and stuff, you know, like Bob Dylan, guitar and harmonica sort of stuff. That was like a big influence for 
that song, that sort of folk genre. And I, because I was messing around that genre, I was like, oh, I should get harmonicas. Mm -hmm. So I went online and I bought this pack of seven harmonicas. And <laughs> it was just like the keys C, D, E, F, G, A, and B flat, you know? Yep. And there was like a hundred bucks or something. And I got, I even got the little harmonica thing you put around yes. your neck so that you can play it, the guitar and play the harmonica at the same time, yeah. you know? And I hadn't really played before, but you know, it, then it didn't feel too difficult to figure out. And I sort of messed around. I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to put the harmonica in this song. And I, I saw a sort of opening for it. I was like, oh, it would work in the intro. And then I could have it in the outro again as a little come back to the start again sort of thing. And so that, that was kind of it. I just like, yeah, let's put the harmonica in. Let's do like a little love letter to Bob Dylan and yeah. the folk genre, you know? It works really, really well. I'm, I was just saying this before the interview. I'm not even that big of a fan of the harmonica, yep. but yeah, you make it sound really good. It fits so good into the song. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, Thank no you. worries at all. So I know that there are only a few aura songs out at the moment, but there's already so much musical diversity happening there. I heard you talking about like Bob Dylan. Would mm. you say that he is like your biggest influence or do you have anyone else? Well, he, he kind of came a little bit later in the game for me, actually. Mm -hmm. I guess indirectly, he's probably been a big influence just because he had a lot to do with just the progression of folk, yeah. pop and rock, you know, as a genre. So in a way, I guess it's probably an indirect uh, influence there. But yep. my biggest, don't know if it's my biggest influence on my writing, but my favorite band is Radiohead. Wow. I love yeah. Radiohead. They've, you know, I, they've, they've been my favorite band for probably about seven years or something i've always just really admired their work their their ability to cover a huge range of styles yeah. i mean they've, they've done so much so in a way maybe i kind of taken influence in terms of how they've gone about their music writing in the sense of the diversity behind it okay yeah yeah you so know, their approach to songwriting yeah i, I guess, guess so yeah. and just how diverse they are yeah but radiohead's a big one in terms of writing influence and stuff at the moment jack white i mentioned he's he's a big one he probably doesn't come through in my a lot of my songs at the moment but he's he's someone i've always really been into i like all sorts of artists and styles it and sounds stuff. like it yeah you know i think as any kind of artist whether you're like a painter a musician a writer the more you take in i feel like it will do wonders for your what you put out Yes. You know, so it's like if you only listen to like one or two artists, you're probably going to be somewhat limited in what you write. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you take in and listen to like a hundred artists, you could come up with something that's a lot more interesting. This new song of yours, So It Seems, how did this song come about? I mean, I'd been listening to a lot of Bob Dylan, but there was another artist that I had recently discovered, my uncle introduced me to. It was a guy called Jerry Cinnamon. Okay. And he's a Scottish singer-songwriter. He's excellent. He does like a really modern, fresh, funny sort of take on folk rock sort of stuff. He's yeah. brilliant. You should give him a listen. And in a way, I think with this song, I was partially trying to imitate his style a little bit. Yeah. And kind of, it was kind of like him, Bob Dylan, and a few folk artists that I tried to put into one song. And in terms of the song sort of meaning and stuff, I didn't set out with any sort of intention of what the song would be about. I never really do. The way I sort of work is I'll usually, I'll have the song done and I'll pick up my guitar and just go through the chord progressions of the verse, the chorus, and just sort of just start humming or singing along. And the first words that just come out of my mouth are the ones that I tend to use, honestly. Yeah, wow. If you sit too long in the writing process, not doing anything, you just, 
you get stuck in the mud yeah, yeah. as an artist. I really think you've got to be moving quickly and not sit for too long on something. Yeah. So you could like overwork it. Yeah. 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 I actually heard someone, um, cause I use TikTok and I, I heard uh, someone talking about songwriting and he said that not only does it need to make sense, but it also needs to sound good. You need to use the words that people want to sing along to. I 100%. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agree. I fully agree. And that I had this debate a few times with people. They, they, they're like sort of lyric Nazis and it's like, oh, these lyrics are amazing. So it's like, you might want to put in a certain word, but it might not work the way yeah. you think it should. It's like, it's more about like the sound and the feel. And yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, it does. Because yeah. it could sound like cluttered or just um, yeah. hard to say, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So no, yeah, I fully agree. Well, I'm going to give the song So It Seems a spin for the first time ever on Phoenix Radio in just a minute. But before I do, I just wanted to ask if you had to describe your music in a couple of words or just a sentence, how would you describe it? Oh, geez. Wow. Uh, I don't want to sound... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna... One of the words that came to my head was, and this sounds just so like self-absorbed, but like meaningful, I guess. Okay, yeah. Because the songs mean something to me, I guess. That's and cool. like it comes from a genuine place, but that just sounds like the most... I, there's words I want to use right now, but I'm not going to use them. Okay. Just like uh, that <laughs> yeah. guy who just, yeah, I don't know. No, I like that. Yeah. I like that meaningful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would agree from what I've heard. I would Thank agree. You. Yeah. Thank you. Whereabouts online can people find you and your music? You can listen to my music on sort of all the major streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple music, um, iTunes, all that. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, on Instagram, it's aura underscore music underscore AUS. Um, and it's on Facebook. It's just Aura Sound, YouTube as well. Cool. So yeah. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Russell. I love your work and I wish you all the best. Thanks so much, Lincoln. This was a good time. Thank you.